creeps, I bid you welcome back to the Eldritch Review Podcast. I am Dr. Jack Al Creeper. The Eldritch Review is the podcast dedicated to reviewing and discussing horror movies from anywhere in the 1920s to the 1940s and beyond. Today on the Eldritch Review is a very special episode for so many reasons. All season long, I have been featuring Universal's biggest and most well-known celebrities and icons through the generations, and out of all the episodes and features I've done, this is one episode I have been looking forward to since the very beginning. I have always been a huge Creature from the Black Lagoon fan for as long as I can remember, and it only got stronger when I featured it on the Eldritch Review with two of my most favorite people, which, thanks to you Monster Famine Creeps, is now one of my most played episodes thus far. I would like to dedicate this episode to my brother Joe my Bubba Austin Gilly Hill, Lyle Blackburn, and RJ Grady for his Bagtime Swamp Metal Band Kilted Creature. If you have not yet heard of them or any of their music, please do yourself a favor and check their shit out. It is as dope and entertaining as it is so special. Thank you for all of the love, RJ. And the last dedication is for any Creechy fans in my Creepy community and the Monster Fam. I know there is a whole lot of you, so I hope you enjoy. Today, I am really excited because I get to feature the two icons who inspired our fears of the water and gave life to one of the biggest monsters in Universal and film history, and I could not be happier. Today's episode of the Eldritch Review is a very special creature double feature and will be all about Benjamin F. Chapman Jr. and the great Riku Browning. It's not every day that two icons can bring one monster to life with the exact same impact and define an entire genre and community. I for one can't imagine the universal monsters or even the genre of horror without the Gilman, so I'm ready to jump in, get my feet wet, and explore. And as always, without further ado, grab your drink and your snack, sit back, and rest in peace. I have a story to tell you. On October 29, 1928, Ben Chapman was born in Oakland, California. His parents were Tahitian and interestingly were on vacation in the Bay Area, California when his mother suddenly gave birth. After they were settled with their newborn, Ben's parents traveled back to Tahiti where they raised their son. The Chapmans stayed on the island until 1940 when Ben was 12 years old and they moved to San Francisco permanently. After the relocation, Ben continued his educational journey until the end of high school. Once he graduated, he worked as a nightclub dancer performing traditional Tahitian dances, which is where he landed his first official film role. In 1950, Ben starred uncredited in MGM's Pagan Love Song, a musical romantic comedy about an American investor who purchases a plantation in Tahiti and meets a woman who was originally from England but spent long enough on the island to be beloved and appreciated by the natives. Ben continued to find small roles in independent films but stopped hustling after he enlisted to fight in the Korean War. He served in the Marine Corps with the 1st Marine Division where he is reported to have received a Silver Star, a Bronze Star, and two Purple Hearts for the injuries he sustained while in battle. After his time in the military, Ben returned home to the Bay Area where he quit the film industry and worked as a real estate agent. While selling real estate in Los Angeles, Ben was discovered by talent scouts from Universal, which gave him the biggest opportunity of his lifetime. Thanks to his towering height of 6 foot 5 inches, he was given the first of two Gilman roles in 1954's Creature from the Black Lagoon, where he portrayed the infamous monster on land. When asked about his monster inspirations, Ben cited his predecessors Lon Chaney as Phantom and Quasimodo, Bela Lugosi as Dracula, Boris Karloff as the monster of Frankenstein, and Lon Chaney Jr. as the Wolfman as his main source of research and character development. 
I love when talent recognizes talent like that, especially when it comes to our beloved monsters. Creature became an instant success in movie theaters and cinemas worldwide, not only for its incredible story and acting, but it was also the first official 3D film which also enticed moviegoers. After Creature, Ben went back to a quieter life as a real estate agent in the Bay Area, California, but would always be the actor to make the guest appearances when talking about the film. Interestingly, it was not until almost 40 years later in a 1993 interview where Ben revealed that he was not the only actor to play the Gill Man, with his good bunny Riku Browning playing Gilly underwater. Even more interestingly, Ben and Riku did not meet each other when they were playing Gill Man. It wasn't until 20 years after the film that they finally met at a Floridian horror convention. Because the remainder of his life was private and quiet, there is not much else known about the life of Ben Chapman until his death. Just after midnight on February 21st, 2008 in Honolulu, Hawaii, Ben Chapman was pronounced dead of apparent heart and breathing problems. He was survived in death by his 25-year wife Taylor Schluitz, his son Grant, stepdaughter Elise, sister Moea, and several nieces, nephews, and cousins on the island. In his memory, his family scattered his ashes across the beaches of Waikiki. So beautiful. Posthumously, L.A. Wong, the co-producer of Hawaii All Collectors Show, spoke highly of her frequent guest Ben Chapman, saying, quote, He was always very happy and so giving. People would ask him about the movie or about Hollywood, and he would always provide the answers and help out. Ben would bring his briefcase, and inside he had his memorabilia, posters, 8x10 glossiers, and a good pen for autographs. He was just wonderful. In fact, we expected him this year. I think we'll make a shrine for him instead. End quote. Unfortunately, I was unable to confirm if the shrine was actually built, but I have a gut feeling it was because it's clear how much Ben meant to these people and this show, and Hawaiians are so wonderful like that. And now we lay to rest the Gill Man, the product of staying true to himself and his special cultures. I don't even have to know Mr. Chapman personally to just hear how wonderful and incredible he was as a person in his lifetime and the impact he made for so many. He was truly one of a kind and I have to express extreme appreciation to whoever that talent scout was that found him because if it wasn't for them, Creature would never be the same. Thank you, Mr. Chapman, for your incredible work and all of your generosity to us Monster Kids. May your memory be forever a blessing. Rest in peace. depths of the Amazon and we're continuing to explore. Did you survive the creature? 
Before we can begin, I want to dedicate this second part to the icon it's all about. To Mr. Riku Browning, the man who played the Gilman underwater, I want to extend the deepest appreciation for you and for everything you've done, but namely installing our fear of the underwater. I'm sure I speak for the entire monster community when I say that learning of your ailing health was such a fatal blow, and it most certainly broke my heart. I hope this episode finds you, I hope it comforts you, and more than anything, I hope it makes you smile. You are in my thoughts and in my hopes. All of us monster kids adore you. Get well soon, Mr. Browning. Enjoy your story. On February 16, 1930, Riku Browning was born in Fort Pierce, Florida. While going through school, he grew up in the nearby town Jensen Beach, where he developed an early career diving and springboard diving in local water shows. Between that and studying physical education at Florida State University, Riku was a busy 20-year-old. In the 1940s, while going through college and in his 20s, Riku worked at the Wakula Springs, where he learned how to perform in underwater newsreels created by Newt Perry. Later, Newt found a new water-performing attraction called Wikiwachi Springs and recruited Riku to join and perform for him. Before leaving for Wikiwachi, Riku was approached to show film crews potential shooting locations, and at which point their cameraman asked if Riku could swim in front of the cameras so they could get a perspective of the size of a human being against the fish and grass. A few days later, it was revealed to Riku that the film crew was from Universal and was just offered the role of Gilman underwater in their new film, Creature from the Black Lagoon. He accepted and was very rewarded for his portrayal, playing the underwater creature in the next sequels like Revenge of the Creature and The Creature Walks Among Us. After his roles as the Gilman, Riku continued to work in films where he worked as a producer in Ivan Tours Studios in Florida. It was there he co-wrote and co-produced the 1963 film Flipper about an intelligent bottlenose dolphin. The film was very successful and beloved to the point where Riku actually began writing for the television series that premiered in 1964. Following Flipper, he entered the director's chair when he developed the underwater sequences for Hello Down There 1969 and the family film Salty 1973, as well as the cult classic Mr. No Legs 1978. In addition to regular directing, he was also a second unit director, a stunt coordinator, and an underwater sequence director in his career. His work can be seen in films such as Thunderball 1965, Around the World Under the Sea 1966, Island of the Lost 1967, fantastic movie by the way, Caddyshack 1980, and Never Say Never Again 1983. Unfortunately, after Never Say Never Again, there are no reports of what Riku Browning did in his career following. My guess would be that he retired and celebrated the fruits of his labor, which in my opinion is very much deserved. Riku continues to reside in Florida to this day while his son Riku Jr. does the exact same work his father was known for. Riku Browning may be dealing with poor health, but his legacy and impact in cinema, both monster and otherwise, will forever be felt in our hearts and on the screen. The fact that he played his signature character not once but three times and then helped make movies in addition is beyond wonderful. As I said before, we love you Mr. Browning. Please get well soon. Now, normally on the Eldritch Review, I like to end the show with interesting facts, but because there were none that weren't already mentioned for both men, I'm going to have to skip that part this time. On that note, creeps, that concludes today's episode of the Creature Double Feature Special. I hope you've enjoyed listening as I've enjoyed learning about them. 
This documentary, like the Evelyn Anchors episode last week, was actually a culmination of Wikipedia and both men's personal IMDb pages, because other sources actually don't have much information on their life stories, so I had to get creative again, and I have to say, I'm very pleased with what I was able to come up with. Remember to follow The Eldritch Review on Facebook under the name at The Eldritch Review Podcast or on Instagram at The Eldritch Review. Also, if you would like another way and method to support The Eldritch Review, consider contributing to The Eldritch Review's Patreon page. You can pledge any amount from $1 to $100, and depending on which level you choose will determine the benefits you receive. Link is in the Instagram bio to contribute. And finally, be sure to check out all of our brand new Eldritch Review merchandise on the Eldritch Merch Store. Featuring more monster tees by Austin Webb, some brand new accessories including iPhone cases, pins and buttons, and clampable COVID-19 masks, and the newly listed Eldritch Review themed ugly Christmas sweaters just in time for the holiday season. Be sure to purchase all of your merchandise today, link to shop is also in the Instagram bio. Next week's episode will feature one of Universal's most incredible and frankly one of the creepiest method actors of all time. From Dracula to Frankenstein and everything in between, this creep was creepy in real life and I absolutely adore everything about him. Next week's episode will feature Dwight Illiff Fry. I'm telling you guys, Dwight is freaky as fuck, and I love everything about his work. It's been a long time coming for this episode, and I could not be more excited. I hope you all are too. So, until next week, creeps.